0: Renal Artery Aneurysms A review by Don Coleman and James Stanley University of Michigan, USA Society for Vascular Surgery, 2015 Renal Artery Aneurysms, RAAs, are rare. Controversy over criteria for repair persist across decades. In addition, conventional treatment strategies have come into question with evolving endovascular technologies. A review of the existing information surrounding RAAs is appropriate in contemporary practice. Incidence and natural history The widely accepted incidence of RAA is 0.1% in the general population. Although the true incidence and natural history remain elusive, These aneurysms are infrequently discovered during gross autopsy, as modest attention is often paid to the distal vessels. Angiographic and computed tomography studies report an incidence from 0.3% to 2.5%, acknowledging that diagnostic imaging incurs some degree of bias in pursuing such studies and may overestimate RAA prevalence. The natural history of RAAs is that of slow-to-null growth, while historic series describe rupture rates as high as 14% to 30% with associated mortality of 80%. This is not supported by contemporary data. Most ruptures are diagnosed at the time of presentation, and several authors have supported no rupture during the surveillance of non-operative RAAs. Contemporary series estimate a median annualized growth rate of 0.06 to 0.6 mm. The most recent and largest multi institutional series of non operative RAA surveillance found no difference in growth rate based on aneurysm morphology or classification. These same authors also report the successful surveillance of 88 aneurysms measuring 2 to 3 cm and 7 aneurysms measuring above 3 cm without complication or rupture during a mean of 49 months. Contemporary rupture rates are estimated at 3% to 5% with non-gestational mortality below 10%. Clinical Presentation and Diagnosis RAAs typically present in the sex decade. Some authors suggest that males present up to a decade later in life than females. Women are more commonly afflicted with RAA, likely due to the high incidence of associated fibromuscular dysplasia. A minority of patients will present with symptoms and clinical exam may reveal hypertension. Renal breathe or a palpable abdominal mass are inconsistent and unreliable physical findings. The majority of patients lack traditional cardiovascular risk factors other than hypertension. Less than one-third of patients smoke. Single unilateral aneurysms appear to favour the right side, with the average reported RAA size being 1.3 to 3.8 cm, and operative series reporting larger diameters. Computed tomography is the most common contemporary diagnostic modality, followed by magnetic resonance imaging, ultrasonography and catheter-based arteriography. A RAA may appear as a signature in calcification on rongenogram, Conventional preoperative arteriography is warranted, given the frequency of multiple aneurysms affecting distal branches that may be missed on conventional cross-sectional imaging. Indications for intervention Currently accepted indications for RAA intervention include size above 2 cm, female gender within childbearing age, symptoms like pain, hematuria, medically refractory hypertension including that associated with functionally important renal artery stenosis, thromboembolism, dissection and rupture. Women of childbearing age, pregnancy is thought to be associated with a higher rate of rupture secondary to increased vascular flow and hormonal changes, resulting in weakening of the vessel wall elastic tissue. Although no large-scale studies detail the true incidence in a series of 180,000 pregnancies brought to term, no RAA ruptures were identified. Ruptures typically occur in the third trimester, with only a few case reports of rupture post-delivery. Rupture during pregnancy has been described in aneurysms as small as 1 cm. Historic reports imply dismal consequences, 56% to 92% maternal mortality and 82% to 100% fetal mortality. Contemporary outcomes for both mother and fetus may be improving, as there are anecdotal reports of gestational rupture resulting in both maternal and fetal survival. Hypertension. Approximately 70% of patients with RAA have hypertension, with up to 100% affected in some series. Hypotheses for the mechanism of hypertension include coexistent renal artery occlusive disease, distal parenchymal embolization, compression or kinking of associated renal artery branches, and hemodynamic changes for turbulent blood flow within the aneurysm, resulting in decreased distal renal artery perfusion. Most series suggest improvement or cure in the majority of hypertensive patients undergoing RAA reconstruction. Martin et al. evaluated patients for renovascular hypertension preoperatively and demonstrated that 100% of those operated upon with documented renovascular hypertension improved or were cured of hypertension, while only 60% of those without arterial stenosis were cured or improved. Similarly, Pfeiffer et al noted a differential improvement in hypertension following aneurysm repair in those with documented renal artery stenosis, 67%, in comparison to those without stenosis, 29%. A functionally important associated renal artery stenosis in the presence of RAA remains a valid indication for intervention. Coexistent renal artery stenosis has been identified in 7% to 66% of patients with RAA, but it does not explain every case of improvement following surgery. Hypertension may be related to distal parenchymal embolization, which has been described in 8% to 11% of patients with RAA and may be a consequence of dislodged mural thrombus from within the aneurysm sac. Computational fluid studies that modeled renal flow for selected renal aneurysms have demonstrated that pressure on the aneurysm wall supports the presence of forces that both deform and may obstruct the renal artery, resulting in pathologically relevant pressure losses, which can induce renin-dependent hypertension. Among the modeled geometries, a sacular aneurysm located at the main renal artery branch a common shape and location for RAA appears to lead to the largest risk of occlusion. Management options Surgical reconstruction. Conventional in situ reconstructions include aneurysm resection with primary angioplastic closure with or without branch re implantation, patch angioplasty, primary re anastomosis, interposition bypass, aortorenal bypass splancorenal bypass, and plication of small aneurysms. Conventional open surgery offers low morbidity, negligible mortality, and durable patency. The young age of many patients and excellent projected long-term survival, up to 91% at 10 years, reinforces the importance of performing a technically sound procedure. Hink A.L. noted no difference in long-term event-free outcome between those patients undergoing aneurysmectomy with angioplastic closure or aneurysmectomy with bypass, with mean lifespan calculated at 108 and 130 months, respectively. Pfeiffer AL demonstrated superior patency rates for angioplastic repairs in comparison to those reconstructions requiring saphenous vein interposition, 100% versus 73%. Moreover, angioplastic repair yields no recurrent aneurysmal degeneration with follow-up. While complex distal branch lesions were historically treated with nephrectomy, they may best be approached with ex vivo repair and auto-transplantation. Moray-AL described a 92% success rate with in-situ bifurcation and ex vivo multi-branch replacement with branched and unbranched internal iliac artery autographed in 12 patients with aneurysms without mortality or major morbidity. Gallagher et al. reported seven ex vivo reconstructions for complex aneurysmal disease with excellent technical success. Chandra et al. compared in situ and ex vivo reconstructions and noted no significant difference in hospital length of stay, morbidity, mortality or need for re-operation at follow-up. Importantly, 100% of reconstructions in the latter study were patent by imaging obtained during the first year of follow-up. Robotic techniques have more recently been introduced that may become more prevalent in future practices. Cooled 4 degrees Celsius renal perfusion supplemented with mannitol or prostaglandin E has been advocated by several authors, either routinely or when more than 30 to 40 minutes of warm renal ischemia is anticipated to reduce the risk of acute tubular necrosis. Most authors advocate completion imaging before hospital discharge and long-term follow-up with surveillance imaging. Endovascular interventions. Traditional endovascular therapies have utilized coil embolization for distal and parenchymal aneurysms and stent graft exclusion for main renal artery lesions. The indications for endovascular repair have broadened with the introduction of three-dimensional detachable coils, non-adhesive liquid embolic agents i.e. onyx, remodeling techniques, which include balloon and stent-assisted coiling, and flow diverter stent, i.e. the cardiatus multilayer stent. Technical success across larger series have been reported at 73% to 100%, with highly variable rates of morbidity, 13% to 60%, that include primarily radiographic evidence of int organ malperfusion from thromboembolism and subsequent post-embolization syndrome. These reported series describe no incidence of access-related complications, arterial dissections, or renal compromise along with low rates of recanalization requiring reintervention (4% to 13%). Comparisons of open surgical and endovascular procedures have reported no significant difference in mortality, preoperative morbidity, freedom from reintervention, decline in renal function or length of stay. Conclusions: The natural history of RAA is likely more benign than historic reports have suggested, with a low risk of rupture, slow to rate of growth, and improved survival following rupture, while short-term follow-up at one year remains prudent for newly diagnosed RAA. Longer intervals between surveillance imaging may be appropriate, provided patient compliance with follow-up can be ensured, i.e. three years. The antiquated size threshold for repair, 2 cm, may in fact be too small. Given the poor prognosis of both mother and fetus with rupture, the potential for gestational rupture remains a valid indication for repair in women of childbearing age. Medically refractory hypertension also remains a compelling indication for repair in appropriately selected patients. Open reconstructions, in situ or ex vivo, remain a safe and durable therapy while options for endovascular repair offer benefits to select patients. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestion, review or article you would like to listen to, follow me on Twitter, pubreading, or send me an email, info.pub.reading at gmail.com. And let's connect.